clock's like this way, not this way. <laughs> Basically, on these, <laughs> yeah, on these mics, the MXL logo is the optimal spot. That would have made more sense to me. Yeah, I probably should have yeah. said that instead. Face the logo to your face. Dude, what you want to do is move it about 18 degrees. <laughs> Hey, motion. you know what? That's why engineers. PSI. That's why they used to wear lab coats. It's, it's like a, you know, it's that kind of thing. I thought it was so they could identify which doctor was which. <laughs> Who's the doctors? Who's the nurses? The doctors of audio engineering? Oh, I that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought you meant people who wear lab coats. That's why they wear lab coats, is so you can find which direction to face them. But now I understand that it was a way deeper audio reference than that. Oh my god. Jesus. This is a great start. I gotta say, we're, we're firing on all sides. It's been a long, it's been a very long time. Yes. I'm very happy to be back in the sound cave. Um, I will say that of the three podcasts that I was doing the last time we were here, this is now officially the only one that survived the second wave of the pandemic. So, yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy to be back, but I'm also it's happy. It's a little bit of necromancy at this point. We're yeah. bringing it back from the dead. <laughs> it's fun. I'm glad. Because I, I missed you guys and I missed the podcast. A lot has changed down here. A lot has changed. A yes. lot is the same, which makes me happy. The the rug is still here. Yeah, yeah the, the layout. The on-air sign is still here, although it's not it's lit. It's not working. It's not oh, working. We'll pretend it's lit. Right. It's lit, everyone. This is a we're on, we're on the air. And Brian is back. Brian is back. I'm back. I got Brian's a lot of, a lot of good reviews on Brian's. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Addition to the podcast. Everybody that listened to it said, you should have Brian there every time. And I said, I know that. Will you tell Brian that? He should also be here. It's all right. You can leave it up there, babe. I might actually raise this up a bit. I feel like I'm hunching. Like a little goblin that I am. Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so like I said, Krista came down here and cleared out a lot of the cleaned house cleaned house um it's still kind of a little it was really clean down here until christmas and then we have all these boxes mostly my fault trying um, not to have the mic and i started a new stick. job so i got a bunch of equipment that uh i still haven't gotten rid of the boxes for what about this tilt it back oh. so now i'm rocking double monitors like a total nerd yes and i got my home computer my work computer <laughs> So double I'm, monitors I'm, in addition to the two laptops. Yeah, I'm completely home remote nursing now. So okay. no, no more driving into Philly every day. So I have a new job. Oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> more money. Stay here in my basement. Uh, How do you hook up a gig like that? I might have to talk to you after the podcast on behalf of someone I know. It helps to go to nursing school. Yeah. <laughs> That's a start. Now they're, they're, they're an RN. So. Start, there. start there and then get a... Uh, experience in one field and then find a niche where you can do case management and just call people every day and check on them. That's pretty much what I do. Um, Education and uh, hospital prevention and people with kidney disease. So I was in dialysis, so I didn't want to do floor nursing anymore. I was like, how can I get out of this and still make money and work a nine-to-five? Hell yeah. And then it just kind of transitioned into this job. So this is my third company doing this. So it's like you just get sick of one. That's what's great about nursing. You get tired of one job or place, and you just like, eh, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, there's there's certainly always a need for um, for nurses, for people, for medical professionals. Right. 
because um, I got buddies in Australia right now who are working overtime because everybody's getting sick. So they're like, you know, they're they're working overtime because there aren't as many nurses. Some mm. that are sick, some that are quitting mm. because they don't want to deal with, you know, everything that's happening. And so, but they, yeah. now they're like in more danger because they're working overtime so they're there longer they get tired faster you know well the, the the trend right now is nurses that are working in hospitals are quitting and going and becoming travel nurses and getting paid double right and going back to that job like hey remember me like you guys didn't want to pay me extra that extra money so now i'm going to come back and work for even more money that you're going to pay me for it. so <laughs> there's there's a really great reel on either tiktok or something where this guy or some kind of viral thing where this guy plays a nurse in the hospital and this other guy plays an administrative I've, I person. think I've seen this guy's other sketches. Yeah. It's probably the same guy. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many like nurses doing viral TikTok right. stuff? Like, so it's the same guy and he does the one where the hospital administrator, he's like, can I, uh, he's like, how about, you know, we're all like, we're in danger. Like, can't you guys just pay us more? And they're like, oh, you want more money? And they're like, yeah, we can't do that. And then he's like, okay, cool. And he quits. And he comes back and like, wears like glasses and a backwards hat. He's like, oh, hey, remember me? He's like, I'm your travel nurse now. And he's like, and the hospital ministry is like, what do you want? Like $40, $50 more an hour? And then he's like, yeah. And he's like, like if they just want to pay the original nurse right. that little bit more from the get-go, it doesn't make any sense. No. It really doesn't. It's a, but it's kind of the way that like all like health insurance and stuff works already oh, it's, like, it's basically like the, it's like just another flavor of that exact same right kind of scheme right uh but you know it's <laughs> but that's depressing you know what's not depressing music yes yes <laughs> covid and healthcare is very depressing right now but yeah um since we were here last i've had a lot of gear changes yeah i honestly while well, i was telling you know, Brian asked me if I knew what we were talking about or what the theme would be, and I said honestly, when I've been away this long, I just come back. We to just kind of roll. What new gear he got? Right. And what new shit he's listening to? Right, right. Because I feel like I fall into. I've I've realized that I have like three modes of listening to music these days. One is. I listen to stuff that I used to listen to on Spotify because now I have access to all of it. And I'm like, oh, remember this album? Remember this album? Remember this album? And then I'm also looking for stuff that I want to buy on vinyl because I've really been enjoying that experience of just sitting down and putting a record on and actually listening to it. And then the second mode of listening to music is listening to the vinyls that I've bought from listening to the stuff on Spotify. So once again, I'm now twice listening to things that I've been listening to for 10 to 30 years. It's a vicious cycle. And then the third mode of listening to music is whatever the hell my kids are listening to. Mm. So I am, in fact, hearing new music. I just don't like any of it. Yeah. So I come. I wanted to come because back it here is and shit. Like, what are you? What are you listening to? What See, I don't done? have the get off my lawn. I don't have the kids uh, <laughs> angle of like you know. It's okay. Somebody You're young, like we once were. Oh yeah. With access to the internet, you could you imagine five seconds of summer? when you first started getting into music? Yeah. If oh you had God, access dude. to the internet. Like, oh yeah, it'd be insane. I'd never leave my room. I mean, even worse than normal. Yeah, I was more excited about like my kids having iPods than they were. They were sure. Like, what games can I play on it? Right. I was like, you're a shithead. You right. can have 10,000 songs. Does this have game. virtual reality or not? <laughs> he does. He asks me all the time, <laughs> this doesn't have iOS 13 because it's not a phone. I'm like, yeah. oh, well. 
It's got tons of music and games. Is this Atmos compatible? And you can, <laughs> and you can message your friends. Get out of my DTS. Does this have um, Aptex? <laughs> I just want to be able to connect it to uh, the newest gear. But that is that is one thing that's happened since. So for Christmas, we got uh, tickets for the kids. We're gonna take them to their first live concert. So just as a nice. reminder, my kids are 11, 10, and nine. Well, soon to be 11, 11, and nine. Um, so they're gonna be going to see Five Seconds of Summer at the Man. Oh. I don't know if you know Five Seconds of Summer. It's they're like. The Australian version of if you took Imagine Dragons and NSYNC and smashed them together. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's going to be fucking off the hizzle mm. for Bliggle. It's going to be insane. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> they're actually Good not, luck with that. Yeah, they're actually not bad as far as their talent goes. But yeah, it's very much like, yeah. oh my god, they're all, they're all 19 and 20 years old. Bubblegum. Yep. And they're just... Rich as can be. Yeah. Well, everybody has that phase, you know. Yeah. And I mean, whatever. What, at least they're going to see live music. That's right. That's where we're started. And like, they have they have interests. I will say that because of my influence and and Melissa's influence, they do listen to other stuff too. Like, Willett's been getting into KRS One, and he's like a Nirvana fan and all that kind of stuff. Right. And Penny will listen to all. The like older singer songwriter stuff that Melissa listens to, so she's really down with a bunch of old stuff. And Judas is like my metalhead, so they do have. I try not to harp on them about how much uh, Imagine Dragons they listen to. It is a very popular band with the youth. Really, they're really popular. But but it's good. I'm glad they all have an interest in music. you know, it'll never. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm they have leaner. the interest. I'm like, I have I terrible noticed. posture. I was like, yeah, I moved that lamp. Sorry, Mike. No, it's fine. <laughs> we're it's getting fine. settled. We're still getting settled. Yeah, it's we're still, still getting. I mean, settling. this is great. Like, honestly, this is like a lot more open. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels, you know, just like a tad less narrow, and it's probably mm-hmm. doing a lot for. Yeah, I added that sound deadening on the wall there too. Mm. I need to just tidy up this back section here with softer stuff. Yeah, yeah. That'll make See, a big difference. Do you know? Did I give you phone by mail? Did I give you that site? It was in one of the websites. I don't know. Or Sounds websites. familiar. It was in one of the episodes. Phone phone by mail is like the my secret weapon for this stuff. Yeah, because it's like you pay so much for that shit. Because, like, literally, it's the same exact stuff, and it's, like, nearly wholesale prices. Right, right, right. And it's, like... I think... I want to say you did. That's what's up. I want to say you did, but I don't remember. I... (laughs) We're not in a development assistant sponsored by Phone by Mail. Oh, yeah, we need a sponsor. (laughs) It's literally, um... It's literally, like, uh... I feel like it's... Like you can get like the two inch stuff, the like the really shit. nice, yeah. like yeah. and like kind of break it up and like you know mix up. But they've they've got this stuff. They've got all the different shapes and whatnot. Yeah, like you can really. I kind just bought of, this shit off of Amazon. All this like, stuff is is like I mean this this will control your reflections. You should get some. Well, I guess you don't need as much low because you got the stuff. But that's all you really need to do. I mean, you already towed in, but you like just controlling those initial reflections, maybe like. 
really See, doesn't... what you want is to make panels that you, like, hang just below that duct. Right. That are the the reflection panels. That's your next, like, hardcore step. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I had... The, the whole ceiling was covered in, in those. Right. But I had cardboard and then that because I couldn't stick it. I, sticking it onto the wood was too annoying. And then I tried the cardboard deal and like that just like they just started falling apart. It was just right. like if I was just started ripping stuff down. You don't you honestly don't need much of this stuff. You just need to control very like specifically like first reflection points, like the, the first spot that it hits on the wall, which you've got I've read that corners are important too. Corners are important for base. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and honestly uh, with you these can get things that, like, I feel like I need to put something over in that corner. Just you need because... you need that Owens Corning, the thick Yeah fiber like fiber wool I've like that's those. heavy duty yeah. and like literally you can just wrap it in like some kind of like bed sheet material that's porous that breathes a little bit right. angle it in your corners and it'll absorb a lot of that base mm. it'll, it's super good for control and you've got like the kind of space to do it right now right and in a way that'll meaningfully improve the tightness of the sound down here I'll see I just went and bought the little two inch cheapy corner fills of this oh those work too of this thing those because you've got like you've got the same issue that i've got in philly which is just like you've got like a decent sized room but it's still like small for like drums yeah yeah (laughs) and it's just square so every wall is is parallel everything is a right angle i'm lucky the ceiling is a drop ceiling that's kind of nice that deadens it a bit see that's why the key is you record you you just you set aside the drums that you want to record and you record the drums in the living room Mm. With some, like, treatment. That's how you get, like, the, uh... That's how you make the best of what you got when you're recording in a basement. I've, I'm, I, I've, owned, I've like, exclusively recorded in basements. <laughs> and technically at the studio, but that also is a basement. The with book very is low coming. Ceilings. The book about it is coming soon. He's gonna write a recording in basements book. Oh, see, now, I was, I was actually about to ask you. So we're here watching Sean prep us another record and i was gonna ask you about i I see what he's prepping and i like it about how you store them do you so you have an inner sleeve that the record goes into and then you have your album sleeve itself and plastic on the outside which i also have the outer plastic sleeve so you have outer album and inner do you put it do you put it so that the holes are all on one side so you can take the record out without removing, or do you sleeve it like a magic card where it's or like do you upside down it, yeah, and then straight like... down and then? I, I sleeve it so I can just reach in and grab the record out. Okay, there you go. I don't know if that's right or wrong. That's well, that's what I've that's what I've been doing too. But in, in my head, I have this fear that I mean, not like I'm going to grab the record and whip it off the shelf, <laughs> but I have this fear that at some yeah. point I'm just going to watch a record go flying out of the end of my album like a like so many ninja stars yeah yeah you you really sent me off with this band do you like them i like i'm obsessed with her voice so good her voice is so it's got that great like kind of subtlety and character that you want out of like this kind of songwriting it's it's a great she's also a guitar hero Oh yeah, and then she shreds like ridiculous. Yeah. Like I've seen her live. That She's live, phenomenal. that live um, on YouTube that you sent me um, of them playing not 
alive. Oh, where she's got the tooth missing. Oh, she's and she's so like badass. screaming and yeah. like just oh, what like what a powerful she kicks off like the headphones and just like starts just shredding. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I and and like the whole band can play. They're, and oh, also they're somebody they're so tight. Somebody said it looks like they're in four different bands. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, they're so different. You know, like the drummer is like dressed like he just like he just it's got like soccer just got in from a fishing trip. Yeah, that he yeah. was like maybe stayed a little too late in, or like you know looked at his watch like, oh, I gotta be at the studio. We're playing live in like twenty minutes. Yeah, well, they have a, a double album coming out this year. Yeah, I saw they keep releasing like, like songs singles, on YouTube yeah. and whatnot. And they're, they're all, all good. yeah. And then that her tiny desk in that trailer oh, with like just the quality. two mics set up. Sound quality on that is ridiculous. Did she actually do this song? Like, I don't know. She did a, a similarly she plays quiet, stripped-down song. A lot of the songs she played on that YouTube uh, NPR Tiny Desk and that trailer were from her album from last year, um, which was all just her solo guitar stuff that she recorded, like, literally, like on her front screened in porch so you can hear like the birds and like yeah. you can hear insects that's like, it's, awesome it's crazy like, that's awesome and it's but it's so well done and it becomes part of it like kind of like you can hear all the ambient stuff in the background of this song like people walking around and stuff like it's it's just how they do things and it's a shame because their albums suck like their vinyl okay. releases suck this one quality is a little bit better than the other two I have as far That's, as like damn that that really does suck but um it's, a shame. it's not bad yeah I don't mean it sucks like to listen to it I mean that's a shame the vinyl pressings could be better yeah that's all but they're you know they're a, a young band they don't have a lot of that resources for putting out quality vinyl like Beck or Wilco or Jeff right. Tweedy you know what I mean but it still sounds pretty good well, and you were talking about, you know, the ex- external sounds being on it, and I- I'm always a huge fan of that shit. I loved, you know, anytime you get those, like, old boombox recordings, fucking Mountain Goats or Bright Eyes, and, you know, that shit speaks to me. I have m- many a song recorded on a boombox, so it feels right at home. But speaking of quality vinyl... I actually just got um, "Downward Is Heavenward" from Hum. Hum just—I like Hum. They just started re-releasing. They're doing "You'd Prefer an Astronaut" and their and their debut uh, "Electro 2000" or "Electro something." What's, what's the name of their the one album that's awesome? "You'd Prefer an Astronaut" yeah, is yeah, the yeah. one that everyone the one that like. Has, it has uh, stars. Stars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so this so is my turn to be like. I'd hate it too. Oh, hum? hum. They were. We'll listen to them. Yeah. They were fuzzy. They were very much like Weezer in the sense that, like, in appearances. It was like they walked on stage and it was like the four nerdiest guys you'd ever seen in their fucking button-up shirts and, and pants that were too too baggy. And I sh- heard they were huge douchebags. Uh, I've read a lot about that. They thought that they were just so good. Uh, I like, mean, I can see like that. They thought they were a lot. They were very pretentious. I can what see I've heard. that. Yeah. Um, Wait, but that's a, a musician? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Pretentious, <laughs> but it was just like. But like for a band that never like got big, like they were just they thought yeah. that they were fucking awesome. What are you doing? They um they they did a lot of drop D, and it was very similar to to Caius. Actually, there was a lot of really fuzzy. There was a lot of fuzz in their recordings. 
So love the fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. But they just but downward is heavenward. I forgot how many good songs were on that, and they brought it out as a hundred and eighty gram double double vinyl. So it sounds really good. And I'm excited for you'd prefer an astronaut to come out. There's so much stuff I want for you guys to hear. It's like I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, it's been too with this long. system. Like not only just like, so right now we're just listening to the. Yeah, take us through what has changed in we're, this setup. We're listening to the top one, which is the one I, I've had for over too. a year. The the Wilsonton R8, which is like I told Brian, like if you ever want to get into affordable tube hi-fi, right. um, I re- highly recommend it because it's got so many different options for rolling tubes and changing sounds um you can run with el34s or kt88s which are two totally different power tubes um they use very simple point-to-point wiring like handmade shit for a chinese amp it's like if you look online there's like dozens of youtube reviews about how good this like guys that have five seven thousand dollar amps and they they hear this and they're like god damn it the Chinese have done it again. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely my favorite. I don't know. So that's what we're listening to now. It definitely has a very warm, very um, superb Im- imaging. Um, but it can really... I mean, it gets loud. I mean, it's only 25 watts in um, triode with EL34s. And then it bumps up to like 45 watts with the, the bigger tubes, the KT88s. Okay. But it's like they're like tube watts, so they sound a lot louder and like they don't distort the same way solid state does, so you don't really notice it as much. But it gets really loud. Um, it's sick. I like it, but I've discovered that since I bought so the two main new things that I bought, the middle row is that um, shit Fryer. So I bought a whole bunch of shit gear. Okay. Um, so it's S C S E H I I T. Okay. Skit I forget how like the real pronunciation. I think it's like it's pronounced like skitta. But shit gear, yeah. But um, I just call it shit. Um, they're an American-based company. They were based in California, and now they moved to Texas. But it's all made here in America. Um, affordable hi-fi American, which is like ridiculous. It's like an oxymoron because right. usually it's super expensive to buy anything here. Um, or England or whatever, but that's a tube-based preamp. I wonder what they cracked or what they cut, what they did cut corners in to be able to provide it at a lower price. So that preamp it's because they like come from the place where all of the stuff is made and it's dirt cheap. Yeah, mm. I was an integrated amp guy for a while until I discovered separates like components. So like once I bought that that preamp and then I had it mated with. Um, I was running, I had a huge Emotiva amplifier down here that I moved up to the living room. Now it's doing right. home theater duty. It's driving my two, two, two huge towers, oh, yes. which is ridiculous. Oh my god. Um, so I have a full Emotiva set up in the living room now. I got I got the center channel to, to round it out. Okay. So the, the upstairs, like the entertainment upstairs is fucking mint. That's great. <laughs> but I ended up treating myself for Christmas and bought those two monoblocks that you see down there yes. on the third shelf. Yep. Yeah. Those are shit AGers. So those are class A amplifiers. Solid state. That when you run them in mono, like I have right now, I'm running one to each speaker. Oh, Jesus. So they go from <laughs> 20 watts Fuck. to 80 watts mono. 
but it's like class A, class A B, like very super. Like I can't even like once you guys hear it, you're gonna be like, because now I'm like I want to sell all my other shit, right? Because it's that good. Like it's gonna be hard for me to sell that top amp because I love it so much, and I've invested like thousands of dollars in tubes, <laughs> so I have to sell all the tubes, right? But that preamp and those mono blocks, like it takes the beauty of tube sound, and then combines it with the power of solid state so you get the roundness the tubiness the soft like the right that sparkle that yep. tubes have and then you add the grunt of solid state so that that's the trick is tube preamp solid state amplifier and i'd read about it for the last year or two i'm like ah whatever but whatever <laughs> and then i was like all right i'm gonna try it boulder dash and now i'm like fuck like i've had to rethink everything because now I'll, if i listen to this this seems yeah. This one, this top amp, it's very good and powerful, but it's very like it's not as precise. Like you're gonna hear stuff like with the other preamp and the separates, the music just takes more of like a. It's like a scalpel now, but like okay. still has that sparkle that the tubes give the music. Right. It's hard to explain. There's like airiness and like the sound stage gets bigger. Tubes are just like a little bit slower. And that affects like the tightness of the sound, right? Like, and it's like right. it's on such a barely perceptible level, like it really. Does, Most people cannot tell. No. It doesn't make a meaningful impact on the sound, but if yeah. you're like, if you've gotten to a point where you start to like listen to this stuff, like it, it's something yeah. you can pick yeah. out. And certain music lends itself better to certain amplifiers, right? Like one of the, a, a bass player I know um, was like swore up and down. He's like, yeah, I tried infinite amounts of times and I agree that they sound great but after too long I cannot play on a bass tube head because it's too slow I yeah. need solid state I get way more power and in like yeah. less weight and not as bloated yeah and it's so much tighter and yeah. like for and for bass that's what you need yes. like and so I can see especially because you're a bass guy you're a hundred percent like a I big bass guy. I mean, you like you like like you're you appreciate your mid range, but I you love delicate you need bass. But I need, you don't get fifty. Yeah, you don't buy because 15, you hate yeah. bass. Right, right. <laughs> so like now the KLF twenties are like taking a back seat because they they have these were the ones baits. you were going to be buried with last yes. year. Yes, and now I'm like I might sell them. And <laughs> but I can't, I really I put so much hey, work into this. Talk speakers. to me first. I know Brian's on the top of the list. <laughs> I came down here. I put a leaky coffee cup on top of one. You didn't even say anything. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, they're speakers, man. It's like, they're not delicate, like, they're meant to be used. But yeah, these, so what's the new... So yeah, the speakers are the other big... Magnet? Magnet Transpulse 1500. They are 500 a piece. It even sounds like it's going to blow your head off. It's actually a European company. They're huge, they're big in Europe, but they don't really have a big presence here in America. They do have a distribution in America. They were shipped to my house in two days from Indiana which was impressive at Christmas wow. at Christmas time. So there's a really funny story behind these speakers. So I bought them. I watched the review on YouTube by Andrew Robinson being like, oh, it's no brainer. Like the poor man's Klipsch Cornwalls, which sell for like five, $6,000. Yeah. The new Cornwalls are ridiculous. They're absurd. Yeah. And these are basically like the same exact size and almost similar specs. Maybe the top end's definitely not as fine tooth as a Klipsch speaker would for be. For sure, yeah, yeah. My Klipsch is, like, I, like, listen to them to, like, my little tube amp because they're 100 decibel efficiency and, like, the top end is just so precise. These, you sacrifice a little bit of that. Still horn-loaded. Right. Still a horn tweeter. 
but they're actually more relaxed and less fatiguing. Yeah, the high end high, isn't as it's like, not as scalpel like, like sharp the, like the clips. Yeah, but you're getting. But that's the detail. Yeah, but you're. I mean, they're for two different types of. But these are. Right. I mean, for most people, these are the end game speakers. Like you would never need anything else. Right. Because they do everything. Because I can still listen to quiet music on them. I would just they're need 95, a bigger home. They're ninety five decibel sensitivity, so they're very sensitive. They they also remind me just look and kind of what they've got going for them. Like, they're kind of, to, in in my opinion, they feel like a cross between, like, a hi-fi and a live sound speaker. Right. Like, this, if you took the grill off of the JBLs that, you know, were sitting in the basement at the at, in Philly, like, they would have virtually, like, identical, I think, I think they had 15s. They might have had twin 15s because they were the big cube. Yeah trapezoid JBLs and aside from like the housing you know like, these are, awesome. are like a lot more like you know look they look nice and they're like I was they're feeling very, it. they're very vintage they're very retro yeah like they, they've got like but they've got that kind of hi-fi look but they they also they're a party speaker the type of like the the way the horn is the split horn it's different um it's, it's amazing. You wouldn't think is that it they a image six well, inch? but they do. Is it a six-inch mid-range speaker? I want to say it's a five and five and a quarter or six. I forget. Yeah, it, it, it feels like a five, but I also am far away, so it could be a six. But I think it's. I think usually right. they're five and a quarter. But yeah, that's the mid-range, and then and then the, the double, high, the double dome, dome tweeter, horn-loaded tweeter. Dome tweeters are what my um, which you wouldn't think the way that they're the have. way that they're set up. People were like all the like people online were like eh, eh, all the clips guys were like eh, they're the wrong way they're facing this way. <laughs> I was like, dude, fucking listen to it. <laughs> you don't necessarily need, you know. Say, I don't think they would go this far building a speaker and then go. You know, we just couldn't possibly make them three inches and taller. And they're not just we're we're gonna have to put this on front and side. Right. Plus, like that's what I mean by like the cross between hi-fi and loud is they look like, and I had this thought when I watched the same review uh, well, that like if you if you set them on an angle or like set them like lengthwise in like a studio setting like they would be like far field monitors. You would have to get them. I guess I don't know if they make like a swapped version. That you know these aren't these don't have like left and right. Like it's it's two identical speakers, basically. Right, right. They're not they're not arranged opposite or whatever. They do everything really well. So what happened was I saw that review and I was like, impulse buy. I was like, I have to have this. <laughs> and I was because like I looked it up online. And I was like, oh, five hundred bucks. Like what? That's a fucking steal. There's no way I'm, for five hundred bucks. It's like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm thinking five hundred dollars a pair. Right, because I didn't read the fine print. Yeah, five hundred a pair would be out. Like out, it would be like yeah. go out and get these immediately before I they still come to say, their senses. I still say go out and get them immediately. But <laughs> so I was like, sure, click, bought them. They were here in two days, right before Christmas, and I was getting the age years at the same time. So I was super psyched. I was like, I can't wait. Set up my monoblocks. Set up my huge honking speakers. That's it. Crazy. Shows up and this gigantic box, like size of a coffin and it's in my garage and I'm like they might be able to fit two speakers in this box and then I'm like 
because this is so big. And I didn't, but I didn't realize how big these speakers actually are in real yeah. life, because you can't. <laughs> no, so that, I, op that, I open the box and I'm like, "There's, one, there's no way. There's only one speaker in this box." And I pull it out and I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "UPS lost my other speaker, or like somebody screwed up." And I'm like, and then I go back and I look at the fine print. And I'm like, "Oh my god, it's 500 a speaker." So I like have to in hop for a penny, in for a pound. And so I'm just, so I'm, just, I'm right. thinking to myself, I'm like, I already opened the box, I already took the speaker out, brought it down the basement. <laughs> I'm like, so do I bring it back and return it and just be like, fuck it, I'm not spending a thousand dollars, or do I just say fuck it and just buy the other speaker? And it was just like I weighed out the pros and cons of like having to take this gigantic box to UPS and like send it back, and I was just like, fuck it, it's just easy, <laughs> just take the hit and buy the other speaker. So I buy the speaker, right, and it shows up two days later. And I bring them downstairs, and I set them up, and I got everything ready to go. <laughs> and the one speaker's not playing. I feel any. like you're telling the story to, like, the pace of this song. Yeah. <laughs> and I hit go, and they're playing, and the one speaker sounds fantastic. And the other speaker, the one that I got first, I don't hear anything. Like, I hear the top end, the mid-range of the tweeter are working, but the sub... The, okay. The subwoofer's not working. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, the speaker got damaged in shipping or whatever. And I'm like, so disappointed, like crushed. I'm like, oh my God, I've been looking forward for weeks to set these things up. So I'm like, I'm just going to take a gamble and open them up and see what the fuck is going on. I'm going to fix it myself. Oh shit. Because I'm like, I'm not taking, I'm not sending them There's back. There's one wire that's that like bullshit. hanging. <laughs> exactly. So I, I go into the back. So I, check, I check the crossover in the back. It's fine. Screw it back in. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to start with the woofer because that's the one that's not working. Unscrew them, pop it out. Literally, the positive lead had come loose. Popped it back on, screwed everything back in. Nice. I was like, thank God that I'm not afraid to like work with speakers. Because like the normal person, like a normal like new oh, person yeah. to this hobby would be like, fuck, they, they gave me a broken speaker. Right, I'm not sending it back. I'm not paying for bullshit. a five hundred dollar speaker. Right. Well, it also sometimes you got to make sure that like there's like not a warranty thing or whatever if you intend on like dealing that because like that's laptops is, is common right. with that. So, but with speakers, yeah, like I mean, I did like light repairs. They're pretty simple at the studio, and anything that wasn't a simple like find the pitted solder joint. Right dab it with solder right now it works again right that's like half of the repairs and the other half was like simple. oh this cable fell loose yeah simple plug it back shit. in oh now that speaker works again yeah yeah it's that's like, what i thought i was like there's no way that anything could be that bad when you've got something speaker. that's it's intended design functionality is that it vibrates right. and makes sound yeah it's going to that stuff will happen eventually but if you've seen the way they handle shit like in shipping like they probably threw the box right dropped it somehow yeah, yeah. probably fell on the wrong side and just literally that little lead just went boop, and that was it but i haven't had a problem with them since and they're fantastic it's incredibly common and it's i mean like literally that's that's the difference you you just have to go 10 percent below the surface of something and nine times out of ten it's probably something you can fix yourself like especially if you're not afraid to grab a soldering iron like but like you, you know loose cable is so so common It shouldn't sound that good. By design. 
so nice, dude. Yeah. It's very tight, too. Yeah. And it's like, I can I can really distinctly hear the bass melody. Like This song is good for that, because it's got a great bass melody. Yeah, nice little walk. lyrics are gutting too like they're so good yeah she's a very like not only the musicality but also the lyrics like very good songwriter. she's super deep excellent super deep like, this whole songwriter. this song i'd never really listened to the lyrics before and then one day i was driving the car and i was listening to them for real and i was like she's talking about her mother who she had a really contentious relationship with and she writes about everything about her family and like this was about her um she had a brother that she didn't even know like the mother got pregnant and gave the kid away at an early age and she was like i have a brother's out there somewhere that i don't even know and like oh, i'd wow. never listened to the lyrics before like that deep and like it's just like just gutting stuff and then like this whole song was basically like an homage to her mother because it's she tells like little stories and vignettes throughout of like her and her mother doing stuff like where she like cuts her hand open and her mother's like holding her in the car because she taking her to the hospital just like and she's just so good at snapshotting yeah little pieces of her life and putting them to music kind of like who else is good at that um ben gibber ben gibber ben gibber is good she's yeah. very similar to him like the way that she can put you right there in the moment with her lyrics yeah he's very like i don't know what the i'm sure there's probably like if you're more like a nerdy about it. language that there's probably like a phrase for it but it's something about like Certain lyricists, I think, are really good at hitting imagery and just, like, kind of, like, stringing, like, a, a handful of, like, descriptions together yeah. in a way that, like, sort of experientially, like, puts you into, like, a mindset of being in that. Like, right. like when you like you say Ben Gibbard, I immediately think of We Look Like Giants. Yeah. Like, that song is oh, so, like... lyrics. You know, which we, I mean, I think we talked about the last, yep. <laughs> the last podcast, but that, yeah, like that, that kind of imagery is, she's very similar. Yeah, for sure. This is like, like my favorite song on this album, probably. It's like a way of being vague, but also like visceral. Like it kind of, I mean, it's general enough that you don't have to have the same specific experience to understand it, but it's also engaging enough that you feel like you know whatever it is that you're locking on when you're listening to it yeah as is, is very real and it helps that the music is phenomenal <laughs> oh for sure yeah, yeah i love this i can't wait to to dig more into yeah they, they put out like four albums in like the past five or six years pretty prolific like one after the other like every year since 2016 they've had an album and That's now they're putting awesome. out a double album this year um a lot of stuff that they call from on the, on their tour. So I just saw them a couple months ago at the Union Transfer. Nice. And it was like first concert I've been to in like two years. And it was just like the perfect return to a concert venue. I'm going to see Kurt Vile tonight in Atlantic City. Sweet. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Is it just Kurt Vile solo is it, or with his band, I guess? Like, I, I, No, I think it's with the Violators, yeah. yeah, or, yeah. I loved the... Um, uh, the duo that he did with um, 
Oh, Courtney. Yes. Yeah, Courtney I had that Barnett. album over there. It's like in my it's in my favorites list. I just Courtney Barnett is That's actually a really good vinyl pressing too. What an amazing new kind of voice. Like I I it's been so long since I've heard somebody that's that good at the like talk sing. The one that's got like depressed in and like amazing. It's incredible. She's she's. <laughs> but I I love. What is the what's the song? Is it Elevator Operator? Is that the name of the song? The popular one. I maybe I don't know. It's got it's. She's got like I mean there's so many singles on that album. I think I think depressed in is absolutely one of them too. I never get every t- I heard it on the radio the other day in my car on Sirius and I was just like oh. it's just such a beautiful beautiful simple another one of those good imagery songs oh yeah so simple Bluetooth <laughs> the, the look talk about looking through you <laughs> what's what's wrong with yeah, that's that's okay. Not for critical listening. <laughs> You're right. I, when I was listening to, especially I like, a, I use a dedicated streamer, which is that little that iFi Zen stream, that little orange, the white and. And how do you thing. connect to that? Bluetooth. I have it hardwired. Oh, <laughs> hardwired. Everything's hardwired. Hardwired to what? To my modem. To what? My modem upstairs. Modem. Yeah, but how do you connect to it? With your phone? Oh, yeah, I control it through whatever app I use. Like how does I the use, phone transfer the data? title, Wi-Fi. Not Bluetooth. <laughs> you use it in the mode. Uh, the fact that you... I mean, I guess Bluetooth is a little bit more cantankerous, but there's, in my opinion, I and I'm totally shooting from the hip here. I don't have any data on this. But I would suspect that Bluetooth and Wi-Fi are meaningfully, like, not that different from one another. Really good Bluetooth's come a long way. I just wanted, I did not say that. So Bluetooth's definitely come a long way, especially with if you get a nice Bluetooth DAC receiver. They are good. Most people can't tell any difference at all. Well, you're going to get, it's going to be lossy in some way when you get up into like high res files and shit. Right. But that, that Zen streamer is fantastic. I had a Blue Sound node, which was my original streamer, but I spend too much money on DACs. So I like that I can switch out my DAC. Right. With this one because it doesn't come with a DAC. Right. I was say, what if you're what if you're just listening to a 96 hertz MP3? Yeah. I don't listen to them. Casting from your phone. I only listen to title down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could listen to Spotify, but it's like I have to switch to a coax cable, and it's like it's it's the only thing is it's buggy when it comes to right certain. That's a hassle. I've, how I mean, how do you do you have any routing to like? A mixer of any kind for like all of your different audio outs. To yeah, that would be the way to do it. You can get like a monitor time, mixer. Right? So what I I mean I just have to I just when I'm using something different I just switch the wires. But I'm telling you right now I guarantee that there is a product that exists. I I don't sure. I don't know it offhand, but like that is <laughs> literally for the purpose of taking the outputs of all of that stuff yeah. into one place that you could like either switch, switch with the, the press of a button yeah. or Absolutely. with a remote or with a phone app. Absolutely. 
I guarantee that exists. Absolutely. And there's probably options. If you find it, let me know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like. I, I'll buy it. <laughs> I I'll literally. Try it and then I'll review it for you. I literally used to use just a desktop mixer. I had like a little. It was actually a Behringer too, which is funny because it's like one of those companies that got, has a really bad rep, but they just have really bad quality assurance. So right. people that have gotten the just a, it's a roll of the dice. You buy a Behringer product, you can get it home, and it's great and you're like wow i can't believe this mixer was only 80 bucks for like a little it's funny you mentioned behringer i literally just ordered a behringer a500 oh yeah and, and those have become pretty popular and it came broken so i had to send it back because fedex quality assurance and it bent oh. <laughs> the complete back because you know they're rack mountable so yeah. the back has those steel like things on the back to hold them it literally was bent Right. And like I plugged it up and it was just like well, yeah, I, mean, I was only getting one channel. So the guy they, luckily eBay they were super nice about it. It was a pawn shop. And they were like, just send it back. They were like, Well and they refunded me all my shit, so I ended up buying a a crown XLS two thousand. Yeah, in because I really want to power these speakers. <laughs> in professional like, audio. watts a channel. That's like that and that literally speaks exactly to what I was saying earlier about how these are like crossover hi-fi pro audio like yeah. live sound speakers because yeah. an XLS is what I would get for like a PA right I mean that's what they're made for but the drive core and it's Andrew Robinson actually has a video about it that he like you could put a con you could do a concert with these yeah yeah if I, if I had two of those <laughs> running in bridge mode with 700 watts a channel on each speaker Jesus. sure you but could just do it with these. I've played gigs with less than this. Yeah. It just matters what's driving them. Obviously with amps and stuff too, but like, yeah. you know, with the vocals and whatnot, like that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. literally just using it for vocals for like... I could I could do it with the KLF20s with enough power. Those things take five, 600 watts continuous without breaking a sweat. I feel like we I were... I haven't even touched that yet. We were probably listening to those the most last time, right? Huh? I'm like I honestly might like them better. What the the Klipsches, the the KLF twenties? You like the sound of them better? I think so. I don't. I can't tell yet. Like I'm not used to these enough. I haven't really opened them up yet. But these like I've even even not even opened up. Like I think like the Klipsch just does have that that high end detail. Like like specifically in the upper range. Absolutely. That is. And you can run watt amps on them because they're so fucking efficient yeah like these these are advertised at 95 db but i don't i don't really know if that's really accurate i know that the clips are definitely 100 decibel because i can literally run that little two watt amp and run it into the clips and i get it gets loud like i can make it loud especially right. when i use the the ship preamp running into it gives it that little extra juice like it's ridiculous. i just feel like i need to specify just in case there are any listeners out there that were confused by what this? Like is. what? Like now that I've received info about it in text message, it's S C H I I T. Yes, skit, skitta. Yeah, but but yes, like yeah. the the visual, the immediate visual is just like yeah, I got these two monoblock shit preamps. Such <laughs> <Just laughs> crappy ass, just really crappy monoblocks. <laughs> like, Bought them like you know. Yeah, so I got that shit preamp, yeah. and like I would say that, like if I had, I should like, say the shit fryer because it a, sounds a little bit better. It's a thorny. The shit fryer. But like that, that preamp. The sheet. Guys I, are like, they're like, I don't know how they made this for eight hundred bucks because it performs on a preamp level of like something that's like three or five thousand like, dollars. That's pretty awesome. 
What's that saying? Behringer created an empire cutting corners in production to provide, you know, low-cost audio to just, you know, your regular average every day. You know, I was trying I to... I just need an EQ. I just need this. I was trying to get the A800, but they, they're, everything's yeah. sold out well, right but now. But, like, over the years, they've bought more... They've made enough money that they started buying companies that had really great products, yeah. and they just incorporated into their streamlined production system. Right. So they are churning out good stuff. They went Class D, though. So, like, Behringer, uh, the A500 is a Class AB amp. 175 watts challenge, 8 ohms or some and shit. And that's an older? The older one, yeah. yeah. But then they came out with the A800 recently in the last couple of years. They went completely Class D. It weighs, like, 11 pounds. And it completely obliterates the A500, like, on every level as far as, like, so sound funny. clarity. Like, the Class D now is so good. Like... Even audiophiles are hooking up crowns to their system as long as you have a good preamp driving it. Right. Because right. the preamp makes the sound. You're just using the amp for just the power. You know what I mean? Right, right. Clean power. That's why I bought a, I found a Crown XLS 2000. It's like 315 watts a channel and 8 ohms. For like, I got it used for like 300 bucks. Yeah, every time I think about my home vinyl setup, I'm always thinking like, oh well, you know, uh, next I want to get, you know, a better a better deck so that I, you know, just have a better unit of everything. But as soon as I do that, I'm gonna have to get a better preamp, and I certainly can't keep running it through the Sony amp that I have. So I'm gonna have to get another. <laughs> you need <laughs> like, an external preamp, regardless. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm and like, not necessarily, but I don't know though, which like... one to upgrade <laughs> first because I have very middle of the road on everything. So, like, getting the, the amp that you recommended for me that's now running my Klipsch's in the studio. Um, oh, that little um, the, SMSL. Yeah, the yeah. SMSL. That was that's it. It's a great little amp. It's awesome. And, like, I would be looking for something like that to drive it upstairs because I'm only still using those Yamos. I would recommend the, the AIMA A07. They're, like, 70 bucks, and you just need a source. Yeah. It's just a pure amp. And it's like 60 or 70 watts per channel Class D. It's literally this big, dude. And it takes up no space. Yeah. It's insane what they can what put is out. It and honestly, Class D is... stuff is not the worst no, in the world. No, it's gotten like, so that much was, better. Those Dayton speakers, those Dayton bookshelves that everybody loves. The B652 Airs. Yeah. I have them. They're, that's my outdoor deck speaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. With the ribbon tweeter. People, oh, dude, people use them... Um, I don't know if it's specifically too. They got, like, that one. Six-inch woofer on them too. But like the whole the whole thing was you could get those and a Class D amplifier for like around like at the time for a while it was like less than like two hundred bucks or two hundred three hundred bucks. You could build a ridiculous bucks. system on Parts Express for like three three hundred bucks. Like. And it's and it's literally like one of the like people were using it as like monitor like like recording reference monitoring setups. They're Fifty dollars a pair. Those Dayton what? speakers. These Dayton speakers are fifty bucks a pair. And they're and they have a ribbon tweeter. Like they're, it's ridiculous what they charge. I mean, there's just super simple bookshelves, yeah. and people would get those like Dayton Class D amplifiers yep. or like similar whatever you know was the flavor at the time. Yeah. Damn, that were super cheap. Yeah, tiny, efficient, like purpose built. Like yeah. literally, it's got like one volume knob on the front. Yep. your outputs on the back. Yeah, and yeah, like just for like for simple setups like that, there's no need to go. Like ham on something ridiculous. Yes. You just need to upgrade the power supply on that. It's, I mean, you don't have to because it comes with a, a decent power supply. Okay. 
but if you really want to get the full juice out of that thing, you like if you get into like power supplies, which is a whole nother one. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like every branch is a whole new because you can only get you so many amps of, amps of volts out of those like power bricks. You know what I mean? Until yeah. you get into an actual bench uh, power supply. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I want to be able to upgrade it to the point where like this song's ridiculous. Honestly, I want to be able to get uh, a cassette deck again too, just because I have so many old. I, things from like local bands like shit that I'll never have again or shit that I copied you know I used something low quality to make a digital copy and now I want to make a high quality digital copy before the cassettes completely erode away so I would love to be able to have like at least the two inputs for vinyl and cassette on right. a stereo set up in the library but that's the dream did you build did you build a whole new rack for it too that rack i had upstairs that i was using from that upstairs, upstairs okay. and i brought it down here it wasn't being used so i was like i needed to move this over here because this used to be over there because i still love the look of this i know you just pieced it together from like lowe's right yeah yeah I, it was uh birch yeah i love the look of it man and i stained it with really really dark dark stain like three or four times put a lot of work into that rack yeah but yeah everything i sourced from lowe's like a couple hundred bucks all together. You buy them online, they're like put together, they're like six, seven hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Like one of those racks. That that heavy duty. Yeah. I mean, that, that top amp weighs 50 pounds. Yeah, no, that's how I did That's how I did my recording desk was with birch plywood and yeah. a, a dark, uh, dark ebony stain. But Plus, it's really good. It's, it's actually an ergonomic design with the three poles. So it flexes. And I have it, uh, you know, so each level is actually separated with uh, rubber grommets on the, on the underside so that everything's tight right. and, like, soundproof. Is it a single bar, a single Plus threaded bar? Plus, the fact that I'm on concrete helps everything. Yeah. Is Being it down here on concrete is the best thing I've ever done. Yes. Yeah, and it's not bare concrete. You know, like it's the you've got the advantages of concrete without the disadvantages, which is like massive reflections. Yes. What were you saying? It's awesome. I was just wondering if it's a, one single threaded bar, or if each tier is a different threaded. No, bar. those are three three bars. Okay. Yeah, that I had to thread through and then do everything, and I can adjust them. Yeah. So like, I just if I want to adjust them, I just loosen the, the nuts, and just I can move them up and down. Right, right. Well, th yeah, that's what I meant. It's three single Correct. bars. Correct. But that's a cu that's a custom thing nice. that you that you piece together. Or? Yes. Yeah. He yeah. knows. There's a there's a formula online about how to make. They're called flex flex racks, and I just followed the formula and just kind of tweaked it. In my that's own dope. Way. I used. Um, I love it. I used cane cane rubber cane grommets for the bottom. Three quarter inch cane, like you put on the bottom of a cane. Yeah, yeah. For the bottoms of them. Fucking a! It's heavy as shit. I bet. But especially with everything on. Well, even like when you take everything off, it's still a pretty heavy piece of. But I love it. it like it's perfectly functional. It looks it looks badass. And you're about oh. to have an empty shelf on it. Yeah, that was one? empty. I actually had that tube amp over there on the the other little shelf because I was never, I wasn't listening to it. I think it's that the one, one on the bottom. bottom. Yeah, Brian's buying my 300 B amp. I said, fuck it. It's probably way more than I need, but whatever. That's all right. Next is speakers. He already <laughs> bought them. Oh, yeah? Yep. Nice. 
What's he bought, that? He, he bought the speakers, right? Yeah, the yeah. RP600Ms. Yes, Brian, I, I was like, you, you that, just buy the speakers. I could not, that price was absurd. I bullied him into getting the speakers. So I was well, like, like, just get them. What it was is that, like, <laughs> what I what I would like, ideally, and what I'll end up doing, because, like, I keep thinking about it, like, um, like apartment. I do still want to get back to Philly, like, I, I think. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know. I just need to find a place. It's ridiculous. But like, I'm imagining a place. I'm ima yeah, it's just, it's so stupid. And they're perfect because like they'll, they can get loud and sound Dude, really those good. Are, those are, but they I can't can wait also to hear be them. quiet yeah. and sound good. I can't like, wait to hear them. They're 96 dB efficiency, which is probably not accurate, but they're still super efficient. I had the RP 160, oh, yeah. which is the same exact speaker, just a little I bit I need different. to get stands for them or something. Yes. Like you're going to need stands for them. Um, <laughs> I like the ones that you told me to get that I have at home for the Yamos. They're that's the what I worry about. You got the RP. Do you, you don't have cats, right? You got the R51Ms. No, I mean the one the speakers you sold me, the gray Yamo. Aren't they Yamo? Oh, the white, the sexy yeah, white Yamos. White yeah, I was trying to put my dad into those. He was like, he. So I just hooked up my dad's entertainment center. Nice. Because I was like at his house. I was like, dude, what are you doing with these like six inch speakers on your walls? Like, he's like JVC on? speakers. Oh yeah. yeah, dude, they're so bad. And <laughs> I was like, you have this huge, beautiful TV. I was like, and your entertainment system fucking sucks. I was like, can we just let me just put it together for you? And he was like, all right. I was like, what's your budget? Like thousand dollars. I was like, sweet. I, was like, I can do so much with a thousand dollars. And I literally put together a whole Yamo system oh, based nice. on those bookshelves. That's awesome. And they have a center channel. And they've like upgrade. I got them the upgraded center channel. I put together this whole beautiful cart. It came with a subwoofer. Everything was walnut. It was nice. like beautiful. And I sent it to him. And I get to the house, and he ordered all this fucking JBL shit, which is not JBL's good stuff too. Sure. But he actually probably got a better system with the JBLs because the Yamos are kind of on the cheap side. They're like right. they're like Klipsch's little sister's company now. Yeah, yeah. But. I get over there and I'm like, dude, what is what is this? I'm like, this is all black. And like, they're so like basic looking. He was like, eh, you know. I was just like, did you use the cart that I sent you? And he was like, you just use. I was like, there's no fucking way. I was like, I put together an entirely like, very like Yamo like everything was right. put together just perfect. Very I was like, for design. under five hundred bucks on Crutchfield, five hundred mm. bucks for this whole system. Wow. Two 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 um bookshelves, a center speaker, and a subwoofer, five hundred bucks. That's great. Yeah. And I was like, all you need? And so I, I was like, so what do you want to do for... He, he needs a receiver. So I was like, I got on Facebook Marketplace because you can't buy receivers right I now know. because of the shortage supply. Yeah, yeah, So you got to go through, like, gray market. Yeah. So, like, I'm on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> and this dude's got, like, open box. He's, it's a $750 Yamaha Advantage, whatever. Mm. RX-8, RX-6A or something. Really nice. And then I was like, I got it for $350. And the guy's like, yeah, because I like I got him down. He was like trying to sell for like four hundred. I was like, I was like, my budget's three hundred. And he was like, I can do three fifty. I was like, all right, I'll do three fifty. <laughs> so I get him to send it to me. Comes, it's per. I mean, I it's barely been oh. opened. Oh. And That's it's good. it's beautiful. And I realize it's got pre outs. My Yamaha upstairs does not have pre outs. Oh. <laughs> so all of a sudden, so I'm thinking, and I'm like, he really doesn't need all this receiver. <laughs> 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 so I call. I'm like, Dad, listen. I'm like, your, your budget just got reduced by like two hundred dollars. Father. Yes. So I'm like, you really don't need. So how about I give you my receiver for 150 bucks, which sells for still sells for 300 bucks on eBay all day. I was like, give me 150 bucks. I'll give you mine because you don't need all this receiver. 
So so he's like, all right, whatever. He's like, he's like trying to like get me to just give it to him. I was like, no, I'm not giving it. it to you. So we're going back and forth. I was like, 150 bucks. Like, calm. I set everything up for you. You don't have to do anything. He's like, all right. So I bring it over, and of course, <laughs> so I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Like I swap out the receivers, and I couldn't wait to hook up that Emotiva into the pre-outs. <laughs> so now I'm driving. 300 watts a channel into the towers because they're 4 ohm speakers. Right. And that Emotiva runs, doubles the power on 4 oh, ohms from 8 ohms. So, like, when I'm watching movies upstairs, it's like I was watching Dunkirk the other day and it literally felt like the airplanes were like <laughs> flying over my house. Like, it was insane. <laughs> it probably felt that way to your neighbors. But you know what? It's, no, it's great. At, yeah. My neighbors <laughs> hate me. My neighbors dirt. hate me. But, do you um, get looks? No, they're super cool. They, do you still have my question? Do you still have the Xbox plugged in so you can play Rainbow Six on that? I have setup? all that stuff. I have uh, yeah, my yeah. Xbox, and I still have an Xbox Live, which I I haven't played Xbox in like a year, and I'm still I paying know. for the Xbox Live. Every well, three I just months. Got Halo multiplayer is free. I just got a Series S, so we can play again. It's in my living room now, so I don't have to go down. To yeah, the basement. we need to play some Rainbow Six, to, man. Fuck yeah. Just side note, because I'm I'm loving. Once I upgrade my home system. I'm it makes really such a difference. To, yeah, it like right now I have it in surround and it's great, but like it's yeah. all Yamaha stuff. It's all you know the receiver's decent, but I'm like I know this could be so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever uh, decide you want me to help you with it, let me know. Yeah, I mean I'm definitely looking. I I look at packages every once in a while on Amazon, and like you said, everything, anything fucking metal or magnet based or technology based. Or neodymium based is so fucking expensive right now, so and it's hard to source. Yeah, they're out of everything. Yeah, like just buying a power amp for me was so hard. I had to buy something used. Yeah, because I didn't feel like, and or they're just charging such an over premium. Like people are like that Behringer A800 is like two eighty five all day retail. Yeah. They're trying. People are on eBay are gouging it for like four hundred four hundred dollars right. plus because yeah. you can't find them anywhere. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'll buy an old crown and, and just see because I just want to see. Right. I've never had anything over 150 watts of channel down here. I just want to see what three, I just want to see. I want to see what 315 is going to do to these speakers. You know what I mean? As far as headroom, I just want to see if I can get the skin to come off my body while listening. To I've music. gotten it up to like on these two monoblock amps at 80 watts a piece. I've gotten the decibel level up to 106 down here. These shit amps, the shit amps, yeah. shit agers. <laughs> Uh, that's dope yeah uh how's the uh how's the deck handle have you gone up loud enough while doing vinyl like there's no there's no issues with it rattling? I, dude I, it's it's pretty impressive i i can only use that so i actually did buy if you're in the market for a good phono preamp i can recommend you something <laughs> i got a guy i got a guy let me just let me just show you something let me show you what i got super sexy dude i5 they make really good stuff it's an oh, okay. Phono preamp. They, they're one ninety nine on Amazon. Uh, I feel like you've shown me this they, before. No, maybe. I just got oh, that. I oh, it's not the one that. that you used over here for your headphones. Nope, that's a phono preamp. Okay. Um, sorry, you just. I thought you were gonna double double deck. Woo! But that literally. So just I have can, one can, question: Is where's your light up keyboard? I don't have one. Sexy. This actually has a balanced input. Okay. 4.4 Pentacon, so I can run that balanced into my shit preamp. <laughs> balanced with a, pho a phono preamp that's balanced. balanced. Output. It's okay. pretty impressive. And then there's a gain stage or two there. Oh, oh, I see. All right, I guess. Yeah, depending on if you're using moving magnet or moving coil, I just keep it in one because I don't have any moving coil. Okay. 
That's like super hoity-toity shit. That's but, um sweet. I this performs almost as good as my really expensive like two preamps. Like shit. I was, I just bought it just so I could try. Because I read all these reviews, and like, and I'll just flip it. Like I'll sell it to somebody else because I have better shit. But I just wanted to be like, what? Like, because this guy was like this really like fancy audiophile. I was like, dude, I tried this in my reference system. He was like, and this is like. Almost as good as nice. my two thousand dollar phono preamp, and I was right. like, "All right, I have to buy it." For bucks, let's try it. <laughs> well, well, then say no more, my good man. Because I had that one, and then I had the, the little bear two phono preamp. Which you want like phono preamp? I get you a phono preamp. Two hundred bucks or something on. I got a guy. Yeah, I got a phono preamp guy. Yeah, yeah. You got tube dampeners and shit. Mm. You want a toe? I'll get you a fucking toe. We're going to have to get, wow. like, um, some kind of a mic to put over there that's, like, the ambient Sean mic. The Sean mic, yeah. I'm telling you, we're going to show... Mic. We're going to show traveling Sean mic. Oh, we could lav them up. Yeah. We could lav them up, yeah. <laughs> have to. I got to lav. Oh, you know what? No, that's, like, a... It's, like, a really specific lav that doesn't work for this setup. Mm, mm, mm. I think... So you know switch, what? Switch gears. I might have a, a lav that is a wired lav... Okay. But that's sure. so unideal because it's literally like XLR wired to the right. there and then the lavalier from the pack. From the pack. <laughs> if you just put the the pack on the back so the XLR is like a tail, then he won't trip over it wherever he walks. The the mic cable right. will just follow behind him. Give him like a nice 30-footer. <laughs> I have to remind him to take it off before he goes. Welcome to the Mellow Maniacs revolving sound cave, where no matter where Sean goes, a mic follows him. Yeah, we don't want to like introduce wireless signals, and it's going to mess up with this perfect mm. setup we got going here. No, no. Oh, you know it's about to get serious when Sean starts unplugging and plugging stuff in. <laughs> to the backs of new speakers. Amp, new, yeah. new speaker wire. So I'm, I'm guessing you've talked about your shit amps enough that you want us to hear them yeah you want us to hear the sound of shit okay i'm ready my body is ready bring as well. bring on the brown oh when i watched him put the record away it is exterior sleeve open to the top okay so record in the inner sleeve so it can just come right in and out but then yeah. protective sleeve up so you've got a ninety degree from your yeah. from your second seam. I I think that works. It's not it's not like the hundred and eighty degrees that I do with my magic cards, but I think records <laughs> are fine for planning for accessibility. Mm mm. Hundred and eighty. Yeah, like you have I have an inner and an outer sleeve for the card. If I double sleeve a card, oh, I sleeve okay. the inner the perfect fit. Right. Oh, with the opening on the bottom, so right. like the sleeve, like top in first, and then I put that into the like, okay. dragon shields for the caution. Got alert. I've yeah. not... <laughs> hey man, you're you're this setting up over there. This is what when you walk away from the microphone. <laughs> anyway, we start conspiring. I've never used inner perfect fit sleeves. I only use them for like expensive cards. When you when you're trying to impress a lady, <laughs> that's the only time I use my, yeah. my perfect fit sleeve. If I if I meet a lady that's impressed by magic cards, I mean jackpot. <laughs> These are class A, so they run really hot. So like I have to keep them in standby, which is awesome that they have a standby mode. 
And then I have an <sighs> Infinity fan that like clicks on once they get to a certain temperature that like cools them down. Mm. Holy fuck. Mm. Which I had because of the, the Emotivo would run really hot and it had super loud fans that used to drive me nuts. This thing runs and it's like super quiet. So it just keeps it That's from overheating key. and kicking the fan on. Silent but fanny. Stepped attenuator. Okay. I was I was gonna say what is that, but I got it. Well, clearly, it's a stepped attenuator, Brian. Um, when you were telling your magnet story, I was remembering when I ordered this preamp. It was my first like big boy preamp. Um, another Neve design, but not the most common one. Um, but I, I was like track following the tracking, of course, like you do when you're excited to get a thing. <laughs> right. And I'm watching it. I'm watching it gets all the way to Philly and then no updates. And I got no updates for several days until I finally found out that it had been dropped in a puddle. <laughs> the FedEx guy. Oh no. I felt so, I'm like, I bet that was like a worse day for him than it was for me. Dropped in the puddle. <laughs> okay. So now on a brighter mix and on this other setup, I'm hearing a lot more presence on the high end from things. so far away from me. Yeah, they crave power. So far, <laughs> They're hungry. So that's at like around 90 decibels. But it's it doesn't it. sound like they're even working hard at all. No. <laughs> that's the difference between 25, 30 watts and then 80 watts going into each speaker. Solid state. But it sounds even better if you're sitting in this in this chair, like the imaging and everything. Like it's hard to tell where you guys are sitting right now. Right. I mean, you can still it still sounds good, but it's not the same as like if you're sitting right here. Right, right. That's why I was doing this earlier. <laughs> we can totally just switch. to see. We can lean switch. In, leaning into the. Now, because the thing is, it's like just this mix alone. There's so much more treble information in it. This is also a stellar recording and stellar vinyl. Absolutely. This is like one of the albums you put on to like test your reference system, like because it's so well recorded. Brothers in Arms, Dire Straits. Nothing beats Rage Against the Mach- Machine self-titled for that. Per- personally. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's it is a notoriously. I, know, I don't think I've played that on this system yet. We're gonna have to try that out. <laughs> We're gonna try that shit. Yeah. Just imagine, like, know your enemy. I just want to hear the beginning of Money for Nothing really, really loud. Because because your question Yo. is can you play vinyl really loud down right, here without it skipping? And not having any problems. With that phono preamp, yes, I can. With my other one, I sometimes get hum. And that iFi one just doesn't have enough gain. Right. Because I really have to push the preamp and it just doesn't seem to get the juice it needs. 
But as far as like the my turntable or anything like, because it's on concrete, so it's like pretty, and I already have it pretty stabilized. Right. Well, that's what I assume the problem is with my setup is is potentially the phono preamp that I have attached because it's just a pile. It's just a piece of shit. Oh yeah, phono bad. preamp. But like, I have to really gas the amp to get considerable volume out of it. Yeah. So maybe that'll be the first thing I change. They do art art D, if you don't want to spend a lot of money, Art DJ makes a the Art DJ Pre two. They're like 65, 70 bucks. Mm. It has gain control, capacitance control on it. For like a beginner preamp, that's like the perfect preamp. Phono preamp, solid state. But I would just say fuck it, like buy that iFi and be one and done. Instead right. of having to completely just move up every move up every time. Somebody's home. Yeah, especially if you have like a setup already. I think it's always the best to like figure out what you need more beyond that. And once you like understand it, like put that, like go for like the the really good thing. Because if you just keep doing like middle steps, like you'll notice a difference. But like right. you know, you'll really notice a difference after like several years and several iterations, and you compare like what you started with to what you currently have but you could just you know mm-hmm. I, 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 the, the one and done isn't the worst thing in the world to spend yeah. a little bit more wait a little bit longer shop around a little bit more wait until the absurd I would, I would market calms down <laughs> you should upgrade your deck definitely yeah just get a fluence yeah well that's what I've been that's what I've been hoping to do even the that RT, like the RT well, eighty two or eighty three, you just upgrade your cartridge. Like you don't really even have to. Like yeah. it's gonna be such a step up from what you're used to that you're gonna be like, right. oh my god, it's gonna be the most amazing thing ever. Even an Ortofon, like an Ortofon red cartridge, mm-hmm. just get the one that has that, and that's like the perfect all around, like does everything well cartridge. I don't know that I've ever heard this intro. Like I, I guess I've never fantastic. heard the album. It's yeah. literally, it's like. The beginning builds, so it's like almost like an airplane getting ready to take off at the beginning. But that's Sting. Sting does the backing vocals in the song. Oh. I think I knew that. Did you know that? But that's Sting. Oh yeah, this is like made for you. answer your question oh yeah that's pretty impressive right that's fucking crazy dude. yeah that's no that's that's a good sneaky mix song like that is a great dude i play that for a lot of people when they first come down here i'm like just listen to the beginning of of money for nothing and it'll blow your fucking socks off well and it's incredible to think about how well like how well it was recorded and how well it it's considered one of the best recorded albums of all time. Yeah, and it, but like the way <laughs> the that entire would, mix, the Clearly. way that it would normally be received at the time. Yeah, most most everyone was completely incapable of experiencing how good of a mix it was at the yeah. time because it was right. just like television speakers. Unless or your you were FM listening to, in the unless car. you were listening to it on vinyl on a hi-fi system right. back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Like the boomers, they already had all their pioneers and shit, and that's why they all loved this album because they were like, oh, I remember when Money, you know, when Brothers <laughs> in Arms came out, they all used this as their reference album. But they're fucking that's right. Wicked. Like it's ridiculous. 
And this is just like a run-of-the-mill vinyl copy. You know what I mean? It's like, a really fucking solid. And just quality. everything, like all of the Ooh. sonic textures, the really tight, loud, like, you know, reverby drums that are just perfectly recorded. That's like guitar tone and also like the timbre of the slide. Yeah. Like the fact that it's like a slide. The synthesizer even still works. The synth part. Everything yeah, works. Mark, Mark Knopfler is a genius. And then the and then the vocals, like everything, yeah. like locks into its own kind Sting of thing. Doing background vocals, like it's super it. dense too, but it's like it's very clear. Like everything has its own sonic it surprises space. A lot of people when yeah. they hear it down here, they're like, "This is I've never heard it like this." Because <laughs> you hear it a million times. No, oh, good mix, good mix, and yeah, like. You like I I take it all back because honestly on the clipshes, that especially at that volume, they get that, pro- that would have been like really yes. tough, really bitey. But with these, like you <laughs> get the back. full spectrum, yeah. and like that, the, there is a lot more treble. I don't know if it's just the switch to this system. It's definitely the switch. But like it's more headroom. They they come out a lot lot nicer. Yeah. And that's only 80 watts of class A, of class AB. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Because they're sensitive. Yeah. Because they're big, huge, giant honking speakers, but they're not low, you know, they're not 4-ohm, they're 8-ohm. Well, they're actually, it says on the box, 4 to 8. So you, I don't really know exactly what they are. So I assume if I'm driving them with a... With something that's a four ohm tap, I could probably get a little more juice. Usually, out of them. four to eight or eight to sixteen. That's common, yeah. like option wise. Like, right. but if you have a straight like four a range ohm speaker, of what they it's can a take. totally different beats. Oh, right? absolutely. Like my Emotivas upstairs are straight four ohm. So like that, but that Yamaha is not supposed to drive them, but it still can. Oh yeah. Just not to the the degree that the Emotiva amp can drive them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's fucking um, awesome. And you you kind of have to pay attention because you don't want to run too much of a deficit on either end of that spectrum right. impedance-wise because it just yeah. means that it's going to... Usually the speaker is going to be the thing that suffers first because yeah. if it's not being driven optimally, it's not going to behave the way that it's designed to. Um, but usually that won't even really... They make any kind of a difference except over time mm. like you just might blow speakers more often yeah especially if you push it like you you fucking maniac the whole time i was listening to that <laughs> that intro i'm just like oh yeah it's gonna get loud. sean's neighbors it's gonna get loud. but once again advantage of a concrete basement i mean they still definitely hear it oh you can definitely hear it outside but it's not like philly Rohom here no it's out here boonies <laughs> like <laughs> You know, you're like, which one of the eight houses on this street is making that noise? What it, what that sounds like to your neighbors here probably sounds like, you know, a loud stereo in Philly. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, that's, don't I mean, that's, me. just, that's vinyl. Like, that's fucking. That's how these I things sound. I bump my hat and keys. <laughs> we got it up to 100.6 decibels. Life, life is just one. A song that you make up to the tune of a song that you heard and liked recently, but roasting your pets mercilessly. After another. After another. After another. (laughs) And then you die. (sighs) 
takes us back to nurses. And now, <laughs> and now deep thoughts. <laughs> With Jack Jack Candy. What a classic. It's so good. Oh, man. I like so many of those are Did just. Did you get like, into that Amel and the Sniffers band? Uh, I listened to the links that you sent, but oh I didn't follow God. it. That's yeah. so why I love we get different recommendations. We do, yeah. No, it feels like it's not just the the song of the day that Sean sends out to everybody. Sean, He's I'm gonna like, pimp you out Mike as like, like a this. music consultant Brian where you like, like design like lifestyle play mixes for people after like like, like brief like, interviews. I could be like, all right, I just talk to the life. person. To this that. is this is what they do. <laughs> yeah, this is what they like. This is how they spend their free time. And you'd be like, I got this shit. Give me, got give me a second. So there's, there's this mix. show. There's this show on, um, I forget what it's on. It's like Paramount or AMC or something. One of those. Wait, is that the streaming? mechanical knob of that preamp yeah. turning from a distance? Yeah, it's not awesome. <laughs> it's so sexy. Sorry, that just that just makes me that. need to push the my glasses up on the bridge of my nose. <laughs> the stepped attenuator for no for no apparent reason. Just well, you see, it's a stepped attenuator. But they played this song on it. It's, it's a show about they're in Australia. And there's vampires taking over Australia, killing the Aborigine population because they like black blood. Sounds completely awful. Somehow it works. But this is an Australian band, and they play a lot of their music in the show. That's awesome. The mix is awful, but it's still a kick-ass song. Listen to the lyrics of this fucking song. This chick writes ridiculous lyrics. So much can be muzzled. It's like you're walking around on my old beast talking about some guy's new girlfriend. She's like a punk rock Courtney Barnett. This is making me really nostalgic for my Philly bands. This guy shreds though. Very old school punk, dude. Good shit. Oh yeah. Supposedly they're ridiculous live. You have to see them live. Like they're ten times better. Like I've seen their YouTube videos. This chick has so much stage presence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. The mix totally sounds like shit. <laughs> but it's punk rock. Like it's kind of that's part of the thing. I think there's another version of it's that. It's got song its that own. It's got its own vibe. If the energy is right, but you're yeah. right. Like it, this could sound so much better. But they just have a ridiculous energy. But it's also just because I know that these speakers can give more. This just feels like a really narrow mix. Like, there's not a lot of really up. There's not a lot of really sure. down. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, it's a better mix. You can hear vocals better. And yeah, this... Like, it's like your ears, like... Like, you can because hear... She's got an awesome voice. Yeah, no, She's got a great punk voice, like, and it's kind of nice because she has like an upper register that the rest of the music doesn't, so it, like fills out the mix nicely. So yeah, you get the point. But <laughs> well, what I was referencing was I was just messing around the other day on um, 
YouTube and KXP. I love all their. Yeah, videos. they're they're incredible. Oh, she's got the she's got the haircut. There's like a meme that's like if you see, when this haircut moves into your neighborhood, you know the price of tacos is well, going you up. Don't, you don't get the full effect until you see them. And their live is so much better. Do you know the band? Um, I saw it and I was like, I instantly thought of Mike and I sent him a link. I was yeah. like, dude, you got to check these guys out. Damn it, what are they called? I have to find it. This is like it. slow. Down version, like MKX. Well, it's like studio. slower, like yeah. unless they speed up. Yeah, there we go. A little bit better, a little bit closer to what we were just I like listening the bass. to. Yeah, the bass, you can really hear it. Sony CSS5 speakers, you can get them for $90 on sale, like every couple times a year. They're three way bookshelves. I bought them for my mom for Christmas. They're fantastic. Oh my god, she's got the mullet. Oh yeah. She's got the fucking Aussie mullet. She's like a talented Courtney Love. I love it. They're really good lyrics. You're walking around on my old lead. <laughs> Sounds really good in that studio. It's Amel, A-M, Amel, Amel, A-M-L, A-M-Y-L. Amel and the Snippers. It's fun, like kick-ass, like just punk rock. It almost came to me. Damn it. Yeah, she's got it. She's got it. Like, yeah. Star power. She, she's a front woman. Like, 100%. Yeah, no doubt. She commands the whole thing. Yeah. Not like some little flower. Is she British or does she just Australian. do the... Oh, Australian. They're all Australian. Okay. All, Australian. all this shit coming out of Australia right now is on fire. Yeah, I mean, like Annie Donna, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude, she's this little room. This poor girl in this little yeah, room. You know she, she wants to tear shit off. She off. wants to kick everything yeah. over. <laughs> but they sound so good on this little system. That's great. He's picking the bass. He's not afraid. He's a beast, dude. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, it's a, it's go, a good performance. They just go one after the other, just crush this entire performance. I That's sat awesome. there for 25 minutes like... People I was watching the, the Idols on K, KXP. Oh, well, the the Tiny Desk is my favorite Tiny Desk of all time. The Idols, yeah. Idols Tiny Desk is by far, heads and shoulders, the best one ever done. I don't know if I he watched the Tiny Desk He literally turns purple. Yet. Yeah. They were, they were incredible live. That I love Car Crash. one of the best Crash. concerts I've ever seen. Yeah. Car Crash is fucking great. Yeah, they had one. I, yeah, they had one. I gotta go take care of that. Uh, for the animals. It's killing me. I can't think of this band's name. I keep wanting to say like Thunder Pony, but it's not that. It's like something like there's like a th band of ponies. and there's I think I Pony. That fucking charger down for my phone. I'm stupid. I think Pony is part of it, but it's not this band Moto Pony, which is another <laughs> band. And band names are the best. It's. And the song name is Cinnamon, but they're like not a well-known band, so searching for Cinnamon on YouTube is not doing me any favor favors. No, no, it's just gonna get you a bunch of stripper videos. I wonder if I searched on Spotify. I don't have a thing, but. Oh. 
No, not Cinnamon Girl. What did I say? Thunder Pony? Thunder Pony. Yeah. Pale Hound. Pale Hound. <laughs> Pale Hound. So close. All right, they just stop it for a minute. <sighs> oh, Thunder Pony. Pale Hound. Do you know Pale Hound? Look up Pale Hound Cinnamon. What if I don't? <sighs> oh, crap. We don't. Oh. It's such, such a weird. Oh. It's like a total. Oh, right? oh no. Oh, oh shit. This is like a little bit of a switch from the punk. It's just like such a weird, chilled out band. I think when I saw Courtney Barnett live, they opened. She's doing some real fancy shit there. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait. This song. This song is phenomenal. Thunder Pony fucking rules. <laughs> I was trying to remember this band, and I'm like Thunder Pony, and I'm like looking up. It's Pale Hound. Fucking Thunder Pony. <laughs> Thunder Pony is an artist, by the way. I didn't look like a DJ or something like that. Oh my god. What? I love the production on this whole album is solid. This was the song that introduced me to them. I think it was kind of their single. Um. I dig it. But it's like the the whole album is just vibes like this, you know. It's you know a, around in this kind of playground, this sort of like washy grooves. It's definitely up my alley. And I love the vocal. Like I, I love all of the production on their stuff. The kind of like soft '70s kind of drums. I like this album cover, fucking collage album cover. Uh, this this album is pretty old. I think it's 2017. Oh, yeah. Still gotta change it up for the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of halftime action. <laughs> oh, that's good. I can't believe I didn't bring this up. Uh, you know what? I was probably trying, I was probably calling them Thunder Pony last time, too. I couldn't remember. <laughs> hey, man, Brian is really crazy I about DJ Thunder Pony. I definitely jammed out to this band before. That's hilarious. There's another song that I like by them that I went down on Wormhole checking out their other albums. There's, like, there's, this a, sounds so familiar. There's a handful of good stuff on this album. Do you know who they sound new they remind me of? Who? Um, Luna was like uh, Galaxy 500. Remember that band? Vaguely. Galaxy 500 yeah. was like a I remember the car more than I remember the band. They were like real shoegaze type rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the 90s. Well, they, they split off singer form Luna. Okay. Which is, and they have that song, um, 23 Seconds to Brussels or whatever. You probably heard it a million times. Huh. Yeah, that's Pale Hound. I like it. I'm gonna check it out. But the recording quality that these guys put out in the 90s. Album's called Penthouse. If you're gonna start with a Luna album, it would be this one. And this is their most famous song, 23 Minutes in Brussels. Oh yeah. Very velvet underground vibe. Yeah. I, just, I hear that. I was just thinking I loved He's a genius in the studio. All their albums sound beautiful like this, like so well recorded, like lush mid-range yeah. like just just want to eat it up it's so good 
I've I, also, yeah. No, I was just to say, I loved messy distortion so much in the 90s that I feel like I missed a lot of really good, like, yeah. indie and shoegaze yeah. bands that I should have been into, but I was just I a little I missed the boat on these guys. I didn't know about these guys until, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, that's the best part is when you revisit it with your more kind of, like, adult yeah. palette. Yeah. It, you appreciate it more than you ever would have been anyway. album that, that a lot of people don't like. Everybody likes Penthouse, but I, I really like the sound of this album. The guitar riff is like giving me ska vibes. Just a really cool band. Yeah, I love the um, I love the kind of rhythmic diversity of like it's hard to it's hard to get into. It's just like each each instrument is kind of like operating on its own like time scale. Yeah. And I think that makes for really good arrangements. Flaming Lips do that really, really well. Yes, they do. Really, really well. Especially like on Embryonic. Some of the songs on Embryonic have that like fucking nailed. But that's like, there's like you can like, it's almost like you can switch gears and like listen to different things in the mix. And like appreciate like a totally different vibe on the song, like Oh. Gotta love big fuzzy bass. 90s. And just the clean guitar solo, like Studio Wizard, this guy. It's like a Nirvana break. Yeah. First time I heard this song, I listened to it like three times in a row. I was like, just sitting here and I was like, how did I not know about these guys? <laughs> There's like this one guy that I worked with at Guitar Center named John Salamone who would he probably loves this band. Like, there's like certain bands that have like hear, a vibe. Like, I know that guy likes. Like, this band. like he had like this very like he had this very distinct taste and like really good like like this kind of stuff. Like yeah. the really like one of the bands that he turned me on to that I totally slept on was Kula Shaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like the similarly really like weird like a lot of like mixed instrumentations right. but and it sounds good. And yeah, but like just to make these incredibly like super rocking but also like very interesting yeah. like arrangements yeah. I like, wouldn't have been as distinctly rock and roll i wouldn't have been as interested in this band. distorted distorted horn mic yeah like if everything didn't sound so perfect like the recording quality is ridiculous that's what jumped out at me i was like because now when you have a when you have a system like this it exposes everything, but yeah. it also accentuates you hear every little corner. If something's really well recorded, then you're really like, so now I'm super picky. Now I'm like, when I hear certain like shit from the '90s, I'm just like, it sounds horrible. Right? Do you uh, know? Do you know what? By the way, like now that I've heard both, and I like, and especially since you switched to this setup, I think that this setup having the solid state involved to help drive these monsters, these yes. absolute behemoths. Yeah is a and they're also like they're, these are clearly more flat as far as like still, high mid still music, musical though yeah like but like the thing is is i mean flat on both ends i think there right. might even be like what the mix is like thuddier bass through. but it's not necessarily like 
yeah. as like tight so it just sort of like it's just like present like it's right. warm it rounds it out the tubes round it out like but the, the but i can run this preamp in three different modes passive jfet and then tube i think the i think the like the klipsch driven by the tubes is like a match made in heaven because yes. like they are a little bit more forward on the treble yeah naturally so that like accentuates what right. is lacking in the tubes whereas this with the solid state and these more kind of like flattened across the frequency band speakers yeah like they they absolutely sound delicious with yeah. this setup like yes. they they have like and it's not at all fatiguing like no. even even on like the high end like no. it's you're you're hearing the representation of everything but it's not it blowing you away like it's everywhere yeah there's like there's like an air to it there's that's the, that's the amplifier there yeah, like there's plenty of separation like it's nice it's very nice it spoiled me it's hard for me to listen to that other amplifier now that i have this because it's like it does everything well this is giving me REM. REM vibes? Except for that, like, underground part, yeah. The underwater opening. Yeah, REM like so. would be a little bit more stripped down than this, yeah. but this is, like, psychedelic REM. <laughs> I'm telling you, this, this whole album... This track in particular. This whole album, track for track, is... No, it's not, I mean, this is... phenomenal. You, you're constantly adding stuff to my list, for sure. Like, I'm, you're not the only one, Mike, like, that comes here to get schooled right um good and you've rarely start like i mean you even shortly after that last podcast you turned me on to that young jesus band oh yeah they're like, fantastic what a what a ridiculous talk about recording quality yeah, yeah. and like just we really cool songwriting I don't, I don't i don't know young jesus oh, man it's hard to even like pick so something different. off that they're yeah really different that was one of the that first one that, times in a long time where I've been like, this is some new shit. You, like, played it, the the last track on Magicians, that album, yeah. Magicians, yeah, that, like, has that, like, it, like, sort of breaks down over and over again and then just has that absolutely outrageous <laughs> crescendo. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, that song is, like, an experience. What a meal of a song. Yes, and this one. And it's just... The recording is so good. Yeah. Like, I remember sitting on my back deck listening to this literally, like, five times. And the guitar riff is, like, totally early aughts emo. Like... Yeah. But it's so, like... This the way is he a new isolates. band. They've been around for about ten years. Oh, okay. Yeah, this album is, what, 2018, I 2020. think? 2020. Yeah, so it was pretty It's a new recent. album. But they've been around since 2012. And then me and Brian dove into their back catalog, which is pretty good. All their albums are pretty good. And you were the one who turned me on to um, Andy Stumpf, right? Andy Shaw. Andy Shaw. Oh. Talk yeah. about, like, ear candy. The, the woodwinds. You have to hear yeah, that. The clarinet, hear that, that clarinet album. Oh, yes. Oh, please, yes. Yeah, that, 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 that Neon Skyline nice album this. is, like, ear candy. I didn't even listen to Neon Skyline yet. Like, I, party, I am obsessed with Bearer of Bad News. Oh, you like his earlier ones? It that is, album, it, it gets better. Like his recording gets better. That album was the one that he got the clarinet and then put it on that, and That's it was a trademark. Like, yeah, it's. I've listened like to Paul, it so many times. He sounds like Paul Simon. Sometimes, yeah, for sure. I think all the time, his voice sounds just like Paul Simon. 
But the the second and third track on that album on Bearer of Bad News are just like Drink My River and uh, what's the one right after that? Um, Covered in Dust. I got into him through that album, The Party. There's so many great, those like they're simple but catchy really, woodwind riffs. He's a really good lyricist too. If you listen to his lyrics, they're really slick. Yeah. I love this. This is like this, this. this song takes on like three different parts. But it's like it's I I love it because like if you listen to the lyrics, like this, this arrangement is intentional. Like this sort yeah. of like falling apart, but yet kind of just just keeping it together enough this is the first time I'm to keep going t- ties so perfectly to like the themes of the song and it just this drum sounds the way so it good. does that over and over again and then that ending that like that other part that comes in and the crescendo is just like like, I'm just, like, anticipating it because I know how good it sounded in, like, my good headphones. And you're right. Like, the drums do sound really, really nice. Yeah. There's I was admiring that last band you played. I liked the really dark snare in that song. Like... Kind of because he was like singing in a little bit of a higher register, so it made a lot of sense sonically. And it, it, I real, I dark snare really works for me. These speakers get down to 20 something hertz. Nice. Their 15s will do that. They're advertised at 16, but that's bullshit. Yeah, well, you can't hear it anyway. Yeah. But Even I mean, if it they, can make they, it, you they can't roll hear. off at 24. You can feel it a little bit. No, when, when we put on Rage Against the Machine, you won't feel it. And right back. Mike, how good is that? Wow, man. Yeah, holy shit. Sit here in the seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like, his voice has like a really nice, like it's not, it's that like kind of falsetto-y, but there's yeah. like, there's like a readiness to it that like fills out and it's, it's very, it's a, there's a lot of emotion in his voice. Yeah, a lot, a lot not without like a little bit of vibrato and variation but like it's just it's such a just overall sonically i love this band i love those harmonies that come in yeah even all this little stuff yeah and like you said it just it all sounds so good like this is where you're making a lot of eye contact with the audience so they don't check out or actually, these guys are probably playing for like a bunch of hipsters that are actually quiet right, and like there, like yeah. listening like intently. Yeah. That was the best gig that we ever played in my old band. We played like this college. It was like a row home in uh, West Philly that was owned by this photographer and a bunch of painters, and they throw yeah, these house are, shows. Are wrapped with attention. They're not just sitting there drinking yeah. and talking. To they're people. literally they're silent. Right. They're listening, that's and I'm like, awesome. what is going on? Yeah, that's got to be awesome as a performer. Like this, and like bands like this play, I think really well. But yeah, it's like, and then then you go from that to like in a bar where yeah. it's just like nobody, everybody who just wants to hate you. I get annoyed in the crowd. They I they wish it was music. the jukebox instead. I go to concerts now and I'm like, I get so annoyed because I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. I love I love the guitar work too. So simple, but like. 
like this way, the way he keeps building, like adds to the tension. It's a very intentional kind of progression to this like sort of fall apart part. Well, it's very Bon Iver. His second album, the self-titled, there's yeah. a lot, of, you hear a lot of that on this, which is a sonic masterpiece, his second album. Oh, and this is where, yeah. So Backwards. It's very <laughs> retro '90s sound. time i'm like blown away by that song every time i'm blown like, away where did they song. come from like yeah i mean it's like yeah that's that's a that's some next level shit it's another one of those songs that just makes me go well i don't need to ever write anything right ever. like <laughs> i would feel that way like, i give up recording i'd be like man just, they just wrote the perfect song so. yeah but no i mean like the best part is though is like after a while and you like learn a lot you realize like there's nothing like utterly visionary going into it like none of the individual pieces are something right. that's never been done before it's just about the way you mix those pieces together like in the playing with dynamics the literally going and having both the quietest part of the song and mm. the loudest part of the song happen like back to back at the very end yes. But yeah, like that's the kind of song. That's why you have a setup like this. Yes. To hear a song like that, like that whisper in ideal circumstances. The whisper gave me goosebumps. Yeah. It just. By the way, that's not an everybody thing. No, only certain people get that. the the thing where it's like if you have that thing where like you you're listening to music and you get like the chill that runs down your I spine all the time. And it's like that that apparently not everybody gets that. That's probably why we are obsessed with the shit. Right. It's crazy. Unless it's a physical response. Yeah. And I mean, like, you're, you know, I think I was talking about this last time, but it's that, that whole thing about your brain, uh, your hearing and your sense of smell are, like, sort of next to each yeah. other. Mm -hmm. As far as, like, the memories. Well, the lateralization and brain function. I mean, I, I never <laughs> realized. Did I message you when I first had heard this recently? When, no, maybe it was since Brian too. Cool, cool Brian, I was hitting up. I was cool, like, Brian. Hey, cool Brian, Cool Brian. Oh, I miss Cool. We Brian. text all the time. I tried to get him here today, but he was busy. Bastard. Um, but I had played this the other night. And I was just sitting here, just like, oh my god, I forgot how fucking good the recording quality oh, of this yeah. album is. This album is insane. I mean, the music is great, but right. I never listened to it on my a good system. I'd always just headphones or shitty stuff. And then the one night I sat here and listened to the whole thing, and I was like, I think he sounds the best on this album than he did on any of the albums. Mike McCready's guitar on this album is my favorite yeah. of any Pearl Jam, anything he did on Pearl Jam. November Hotel is like fucking ridiculous. That solo, uh, 
Honestly, for me, there's nothing better than the Jack Black in high fidelity moment in real life when you meet somebody and you get to know them and then you see their band and you're like, holy shit. Like, you're actually like really good. Like, I would listen to this. Really, really, really tight on the low end. It's ridiculous. And for, for like a I know dollars, it's like I know what? you care a lot about like like you you pay a lot of attention, probably even more attention than me, to like the low end specifically. Yeah. And like, cause I'm like a total like mid range whore, like upper range. I love I love the detail. I love all that. Like bass, I I enjoy, but I don't. It's not something like I I always actively like focus on. But these like make it hard to ignore. And it's tight trees, but Matt Cameron toured with them. That's what I thought. Yeah. He's a phenomenal drummer. Because he's, dude, he's fucking Well, sick. he became he became Pearl Jam's drummer eventually. Yeah. But it's, uh, Mr. Heavenly is Honus Honus from Man Man on keys and vocals. Uh, Nick Thorburn from Islands uh, on vocals and guitar. And the drummer from Modest Mouse. It's like an indie rock super group, and they made... That's an indie rock super group. It's like a specific, like, it's like indie rock doo-wop songs. It's like the whole vibe of the first record. It's really good. You should check it out. You'd like it. Velvet Revolver was a pretty song. And it, it'll sound fucking great down here, too. You'll love it. Word. Holy fuck. I had almost like Alice in Chains vibes. So good. Yeah, Alice in yeah. Chains. This whole album. Well, that's him. Oh, that is That's him? Lane Staley, yeah. yeah. Wait, what's, what band is this? I'm, I'm embarrassed. Season. I don't know. It's, uh... It was... The fact that that is Lane Staley, like, I'm like... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ow. Ow. Yeah, it's Mike McCready, the guitarist from Pearl Jam. Lane yeah. Staley from Alice in Chains. Barrett. Uh, one, it was a one album. Trees. Just one off. Yeah, and, like, Walkabout. From 95. Space player or something. The magical year of 1995. But like, listen, this is for fucking, oh, just so much crunch. Yeah. Lifeless Dead, man. Oh. Just the, every the intro song. to Lifeless Dead is so good. And it's so simple. The drums on this song. Yeah. What's the name of the band? One of the coolest album covers ever. I have to get this on vinyl. I, that was, I, was I don't know why I don't have this on vinyl. That was Lane Staley's uh, artwork. Yeah. Yeah, if they do a good pressing of it, it sounds fucking great. Oh, River of Deceit. Like I said, like, McCready just goes one and, like, he just gets even stronger as the album goes on. And it's like, until November Hotel, which turns into just a complete fucking just, he just, they're just like, here you go, Mike, just take over this whole song. <laughs> I'll sing to whatever you play, dude, just go. But I never noticed, like, the nuances of the guitar in this until I heard it down here recently, like, yeah. especially on this where it gets quiet. Ah, <laughs> Mad season is the English term for the year when psilocybin mushrooms are in full bloom. 
part of the year. That makes uh, sense. That's such an awesome idea. Only Wayne Staley would come up with that. Mad season. Mad season. Yeah, because everybody's crazy on mushrooms. Oh, they recorded at the studio owned by uh, Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart. Okay, it was Pearl. I was looking for it, Brett Ellison as the engineer. This was the one song that got a lot of play off this album. Yeah. Lane, Lane is another one of those guys that just had it. He had just had, like... There were so many of them in the 90s. Yeah. Shannon Hoon, like, come on. He commanded the fucking stage in the MTV Unplugged. Stoned off his ass, sitting still with that's, sunglasses on. I still think on, that's the best... Still, like, that's the best sounding Unplugged ever recorded. Yeah. That's really good. Oh, fuck. Oh, I thought you were going to do Life Instead. I got excited. <laughs> I didn't realize until like, I heard this. Another one of those ones where I was like, yeah, this was recorded better than fucking Nirvana's Unplugged. Like, the sound quality yeah. of whoever did this was like, they should get a fucking Oscar or something. Yeah. So yeah, the, crisp. I mean, every note is like, oh, yeah. Like, if you want to learn how to record acoustic instruments, take notes from this recording. Like, My favorite part is that even at this level, plugged in acoustic guitar still just sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not bad, it's definitely a good sounding plugged in acoustic guitar, but it's still right. distinctly a plugged in it's acoustic guitar. Direct. Oh yeah. They don't even say anything, they just come out and start playing this. One at a time, yep. This thing called showmanship. No place to call home. Man, I wore this CD out in high school. Jar of Flies, dude. So beautifully recorded this whole album. And it was such a, a curveball. Because, like, you were like, fucking awesome chance. Doing an acoustic record. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. Apparently the members of Metallica were in the audience when this was filmed. No shit. Yeah. I don't know. I think they were supposed to be on tour together. Holy fuck. I love how quiet the crowd is. In between. Yeah, they're just like, as soon as the stop starts, they're like, yeah. You never know, it's a live recording. It's a fucking sick setup. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to leave this chair. <laughs> yeah, that's the spot. Dude. This is the problem, I guess. Like when I first heard this a couple weeks ago, and I was down here, like just critical listening to this album, because I was like, all right, I'm just gonna listen to the whole thing. After I heard "Wake Up," I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to go through the whole album. Now. Yeah. And like people would like, my wife would like come, go to come down, and I'd be like, no, back up, back up, <laughs> go away. I'm not speaking to like, anyone yeah. right now. No, nope. I like all the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> It's 
That's right, you play that acoustic. Yeah. Uh, I'd have been like, plonk, 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 plonk. Not a single one of these notes would have fucking come out. <laughs> he crushed The guitar it. center, bing, bong, bong. Yeah. Damn. Like, I meant to do that. <laughs> it really is like a master class of fucking acoustic picking. Yeah. He's got to have the fucking lightest strings on that guitar to do that. Oh, it's yeah. just so smooth. What would alternative rock be without the phrase so far away? Yeah, it's like such a, <laughs> such a it's like just overused refrain. Now. What the hell else are they supposed to rhyme with brain? What would an alternative rock be without Lane Staley's fucking voice? Like... Spawned like a hundred fucking ripoff artists. He sure did. Yeah. The the Scott Stapp the, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say the worst of which didn't even try to hide it because they no. named their fucking band after one of their songs. Right. But you're right. Scott Stapp is pretty bad too. Who are you thinking of? I was thinking of Godsmack. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Godsmack. Like we love Alice in Chains so much. We're going to name our band after one of their songs. Just uh, You're welcome. Thank you. There's there's bands that do that, though. Yeah. Now. No, I, like, I know. It is like a... There's like a new like band. I'm like, that that's a song from another band that yeah. I now assume you sound like. How you doing? Like. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, and I love how he sounds like a billion people that you've talked to in your life, but they don't sing like that. No. Everybody, you know, get your plugs in. What do you have going on? What do you have, what do you what have, do you have going up? on right now? This camera, this camera, this camera. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, you know, I, we, we ended with, a, you know, an old favorite, uh, at least for me, of Alice in Chains. But I st- I have a lot of new stuff for to explore. By season. Yeah, and then preceded by Mad Season. Um, fucking, I'm not looking at it now, but uh, Pale Hound. Yeah, it's brought to my attention, yeah. and I really fucking like that. And Luna, now I have to Luna. listen to everything. Yeah, and Luna. Young Jesus. Young Jesus. Jesus. That's what that. It's yeah. one guy or it's a band. It's a band. Band. I. It's all really good shit. And that, by the way, that the album that I want that, to that, that's the last track on that album. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing Magicians, is like right? that level of like the entire album is really good. Yeah. It's so. Good. I can't fucking wait to listen to Solid. it. Solid. With like no distractions. Yeah. There's like two or three like eight minute songs on that album. It does have some long that that the song we listened to was ten minutes. That's a ten minute banger. Yeah. Magicians. It's so good. It's so good. And uh, uh, Emil and the Sniffers. So Am- glad that Am- I got to Amel and the Sniffers. Amel and the Sniffers. Australian punk band. I keep trying to say Emil. Who I love. Uh, the Aussies are killing it. Yeah, the Aussies are awesome. They really are. Well, thanks, man. It's fucking hot. Yeah, it's we're gonna, we're gonna close with Rage Against the Machine while you guys are packing up. It's kind of, it's <laughs> kind of yeah. a gear centric episode. It was a very gear centric. Well, there was a lot of gear catch up. There was gear from the last up. time you guys were here. Yeah. So we kind I hope we didn't alienate too many people with gear talk. I'll just put it on on uh, one point five speed. <laughs> Somebody might find it interesting. But. <laughs> Here we go with this Chinese. <laughs> still, I still played a lot of good music in the background. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And we talked about a lot of good music along the yeah. way. But that's what it's about. It's about music and gear. And life. And life. Whatever. 
a buddy of mine was like, what are you guys going to talk about today? And I was like, I was like, we haven't been together in a while. I was like, and we just kind of free, free form it. Yeah. And it just kind of, that's, I think that flows better than having like an agenda. Right. Yeah. We'll probably talk about the new Netflix special that's out. I could sit and talk about TV all day too. I know. We, I just started. We could totally succession. do a podcast on. TV. We need a second. We need a second podcast we about should. TV. I would totally do that. <laughs> I watch. I watch so enough streaming hit. television. Yeah. Yeah. I actually that did, Yellow Jacket show is the shit. Dude. I did have an idea uh, for another thing that we could do that I feel like would be pretty easy, and that could be thrown out as like one shots. I'll talk to you guys about that later. After, okay. After we cut. Okay. We'll talk about it. Uh, in the wrap. In the wrap. In the wrap. But I, I did have an idea. It's just like it's more or less like just a lateral maneuver from what this already is. But I think it could work if if y'all are interested. I'm excited in. to hear this. Um, awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's gr- great hearing these new speakers and the the new setup. Your shit amps. Yep. <laughs> uh, Our sponsors today were brought to you by Shit Audio and Magnet. Uh, Transpulse 1500 speakers. If you need a setup, just kick ass party speakers, but also that have hi fi ability. Yeah. Definitely. Oh and you have the space because they are like having, you know, a washer and dryer added to your room. Yeah. No, they're, they are <laughs> very large. They're I feel like large. getting I feel them like down I the steps, fit... I was like, yeah, this is probably the last time yeah. we do this before I move out. I feel, I could feel uh, like, it, like I could crawl up inside one of those things. I have from... met adult humans that are smaller than these speakers. So. <laughs> yep. And they literally shake the rafters like dust comes down. Yeah, no, they're not neighbor friendly speakers unless your neighbor has really great taste in music too. Well, they do. They they actually she'll tell me to turn it up over there if I'm playing jazz. She's a big jazz person. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, I bet jazz. I sold them their first two amp too. I had a two amp here, and the, my neighbor was like, "I don't know what to get Adriana," and she's a huge like music aficionado like we are. And so, like, me and her rap all the time. And then he's kind of, like, on the outs. And then he was like, what do I get? I was like, dude, I have the perfect gift for you. <laughs> I literally put together a bundle of, like, two this, two clip speakers. Yeah, yeah, A single-ended tube amp with a host of tubes and, like, and a uh, Bluetooth receiver. So, like, they could do whatever So they, they could wanted. just go right from their phone. I mean, she already has, That's like, awesome. she already has, like, a turntable and stuff like that. But, and I gave that to them and I, they were just, like... He was like, dude, that was incredible. Yeah. Was like, when was you're like, you're just, welcome. When you're literally rocking with like stock TV, soundbar, yeah. like yeah. whatever, like yeah. you know, like a the cheapy, like you you get it, like you know, any department store stereo system, yeah. which is like even that having like a stereo system, like you know, like the the kind of like Sony plastic ones. Anything's with, like, better than listening to your flat TV speaker, or yes. or your yeah. phone, or your right. phone earbuds, or right, whatever. Right, right, so right. like any upgrade at all, you're like you get that taste where you're like, oh. And for some people, that's all they need. They only right. need like one, right? Like sort of big boy pants setup, whatever, <laughs> and that'll be enough because like anything is better than just sticking with the stuff. Correct. The stock is the way it is because they needed to cut as much money out of the total price of right. producing that piece of electronics, and so many people skimp on audio. Well, audio is a niche thing. Yeah, you know I mean, audiophile. Quality so it's like stuff. if you care about sound, if you like the way things sound, like I think it's worth investing in slightly better if you gear. Care but you about... don't even need to spend that much money. No, if nowadays with the Chinese Just shop stuff, around. Really, it's if you care about music. If you care about, if you're a music lover like I was, I had never realized that music could sound so fucking good 
and mm-hmm. now it's like, oh my god, I shorted myself like almost right. forty years of listening to really good sounding music. Yeah, because the love of music's never going to go away. No, but you have to have that base in order to ha- like to progress in something like this. Because like, if you're just a casual listener to music, and I find this in people that I set up systems where they're like, well, I just want white noise. I just want to hear music in the background. I'm like, all right, well, this is what I'll put together for you because you don't give a shit. Like, it's yeah. it's whatever. You know what I mean? That's all it is. And but even like, those systems probably sound significantly better than, like, the other stuff. What they I'm had before. Like, right. Yeah. Because, like, that's the thing is it doesn't need – you don't need to go crazy. You don't need these speakers. Yeah. But, like, if but you it's want fun to watch people shaking, catch the bug. Yeah. Which yeah, is rare. For sure. Sweet. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate you letting always, us come always over. Always fun in the sound cave. Yeah, let's try to plan for not six months later. Preferably not six months. <laughs> I mean, to be Sounds fair, good. we did we go did through, through two another highly pandemic. contagious, yeah. uh, you know, uh, surges, but one of which was still going on right now. Right. I hadn't heard. Uh, yeah, no, we flattened the curve. It's just going it's straight just up this, and down now. It's this way. We, we flattened it the wrong way. Wrong flat. It'll be um, an endemic soon. Yeah. It's absurd. Whatever. I don't want to get back into the depressing stuff. All right. But on that, we'll wrap. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Yes. It's time to rage.